BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Content warning for child abuse and intimate partner violence. Someplace underneath. Well, today I got all of my sewing supplies for my sewing class coming up next month. What are you going to make? We're going to make a pillow, and I even picked out my fabric. I'm so excited to sit in a sewing circle and just bitch and gossip. Do you think you're going to move from the rectangular-shaped objects after? Or do you feel like this will be your little experiment with sewing and then kind of be moving on to something else? Um, I've always liked sewing. Like, I sewed my Halloween costume this year. I was a swamp witch. You looked great. Thank you. My mom's a really good sewer. And I just, I want to make my own clothes. But because I found, like, ever since 2021, I've noticed, especially in clothing, the material, the fabric, the way it's stitched, it's just cheap. Oh, sure. And yet they're charging us an arm and a leg. Like, someone's like, oh, I got this dress online for 70 bucks. And it fits, you know, like trash. And they're like 70 bucks because that's cheap. Actually, that's pretty expensive. Like I could make a dress for $70. Absolutely. Like a nice one. And also it is just being, you know, it's creating a lot of. A lot of waste out there. So, hey. Hey. Also, get if you find stuff that doesn't fit you at, uh, like, a secondhand store and stuff, you just sew that shit right onto you. There you go. Right to my body. My so beautiful, right milky body. There. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go someplace to them, Nellie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Um, that's cool, though. I'm excited for you to be in a, a sewing circle. I made a, in home ec in seventh grade, uh, I made a unicorn-shaped pillow, and I kind of wish I still had it. Oh, Natalie. Yeah. That's so sweet. I can see you hugging it and like swaying side to side and being like, I love my pillow. I was like a little bit, uh, I was a little bit too mature for a seventh grader at the time. (laughs) Right. But like also that way. (laughs) No, but like in a way, also just obviously a child, but then like trying to be something already yeah seventh grade you're starting to spread your your knowledge a little bit i mean i was getting into the offspring in seventh grade you're great you wild woman <laughs> i guess that maybe in your community like in was that like a very 
edgy yes. thing to do. Yeah. I had to like hide it. Yeah. It's like, I hide the offspring. You baddie. Whoa. I was like, they can't hear me listen to this devil music. Whoa. How did you keep it open? I mean, you have to listen to the offspring so loud <laughs> to enjoy it. Um, oh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, seventh grade, you're a baby, really. And well, some of what we'll be talking about today it's good to keep that in mind um, when we talk about her because she was barely older than that. Yeah, when this happened. Um, before we get into that, I this format sometimes I really I like that we cover a wide variety of things, but sometimes it's really difficult to take in so many different people suffering. Right, um, there's a lot going on. There's like ten wars going on. Yeah, and just because we cover a lot of different things at the same time it's just like a lot of different suffering all at the same time and we're not the victims here but i sometimes find it a, a challenge to take in the worry for every story we cover and and none of them you know are, are more important or less important than the others but certain cases will end up sticking with you probably yeah. I, maybe out there you amber all of us probably a little bit differently based on our own lives and experiences and um just one that really sticks with me a lot is the Kiara Coles case which we covered about a year ago um she's still pinned to the top of our Instagram account um she was pregnant at the time she disappeared and the father of the baby was displaying sort of contemptuous and suspicious behavior at the time uh it's been now, just over five years since she disappeared, and there still have been no arrests, no movement. Um, it's kind of just in the same place it was. In fact, her boyfriend moved to another state and continues a life with the other family had, he had been keeping on the side the whole six years he was dating Kiara, which is great. Though her story has been recirculated recently because the five-year anniversary of her disappearance just passed... Most of the articles still won't even name her baby's father. Um, even He isn't even being called a person of interest publicly, even though there's quite a bit of evidence suggesting he should be. Oh, so she, you know, he was the father and then presumably, we don't know, did this, like took them both out. And then it's just that's just not even covered. Well, I mean, we covered it and there are people talking about it, but in whenever it's being resurfaced and whenever police talk about it, even though they haven't taken him off of the case of like, oh, he's been eliminated as a suspect, even though many things point to him being. I'm surprised you can move states. Just tra la la. I might have been a murderer. Well, this is one of the things that's very upsetting and infuriating about that case is that he does seem to have just been able to do that to just move on and be a, a, a nice little family. Um Whatever the case may be, he still is like technically he he must still be a person of interest to the police because they have not eliminated him. So I don't understand how we are at this place. And it could be because we don't have the full story on the outside of the police. But as a quick recap, let me just give you Kiara's story. She was 26 when she disappeared sometime around October 3rd, 2018. She was a postal worker, and this was to be her first child. 
She was uh, pretty far along in her pregnancy. By all accounts, she was thrilled and had set herself up to be in a good spot to take care of this baby alone or otherwise. The baby's father was a man named Josh Simmons, uh, who she met at work. He already had a bunch of kids and very shortly after her disappearance, like I just said, left the state with the mother of some of those kids and seems to have just been able to move on and just act like everything's chill. Cool. Um, From the exterior, it's super disgusting. And again, we have to accept we don't have all of the information, but the behavior, the direct lies from Josh Simmons' mouth that they have caught him in and the fact that he was the last person known to see her alive and also was in her car the morning she disappeared. Oh, fuck um, him. Yeah. Speaks to him having more knowledge on the case. I don't know why. This is like such a sidebar on all this, but I don't know why some men think that they're doing something by having a bunch of kids they don't take care of. Or even if they do, they're just... I'm being very judgmental, okay? If you're blowing loads in so many women, there's no way you can have a meaningful relationship with the resulting children. I don't understand why you're doing this. I, I'm, it's a personal bias. Because it's his right, Natalie. His right as a man is to expel his semen into every woman that he can. Don't you see? Yeah. I mean, I know that it's people right. really... Pl- <laughs> there's a lot of encouragement. And um, if a woman it. is like, you know, I don't want the baby, then too bad. She doesn't get a say in the matter because it's his cum. I know. His, his precious his cum, precious Natalie. Cum. I know. It's his precious cum. You got to hold it in like a chalice. Like a... Like a say, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yummy. Yum, yum, yum. As if they don't jerk it every day. So, yeah. Spill their seeds on some fucking carpet. I know. I mean, so I have to say, I have to say this is a very extremely... It's a personal bias. When I hear that a guy in a missing women's case... Has a bunch of random children with different women. I judge them. Yeah. And I think it speaks to a need of some kind of domination or something. I don't know. I almost wonder if there is a psychology to it of destroying the woman's body, like getting points. Yes. Uh, And I think sometimes when women are doing very well, when they get a promotion, Mm -hmm. when they're doing good at their job, when they have it all together, sometimes some guys see that, and in the back of their brain, they're like, I'm going to get her pregnant and fuck her life up. That's true. Yes, and sometimes, and we say sometimes some guys, I know we're putting qualifiers on there, but when we don't, people yell at us. So <laughs> saying, of course, that's not the vast majority. Um, but the bad people. The bad men's. The bad people, yes. Um, so especially, you know, when... You're just sort of blowing loads into the wind and not have no intention of being in the kid's life. No intention it does, of being child It does support. seem like, yeah. oh, you think that this is like this, it's almost like this weird like power trip. Yeah. That your seed is not important. Nobody needs it. Just so you know. <laughs> um, I have people in my family that don't pay child support and they yeah. just have multiple kids and they don't give a shit. They don't care, Natalie. And it really sucks. And their moms are still like, my precious son. And I'm like, your precious son has several precious little children everywhere that he doesn't take care of. Yeah, that sucks. Also, enabling that behavior, too, and not blaming the parents entirely. It's the dude's choice. He's an adult. But then the cycle of just, we got (laughs) it. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. Um, So regardless of how you may feel about the the father of this baby um i'm so sad to say that her case has gone cold according to chicago pd 
And I don't understand if her boyfriend did something or had someone do something. How can he just go have a second life in another state? It's it blows my mind. Whether or not he's directly involved, it is a highly studied statistic. And this is past, even if we're not regarding Kiara Cole specifically, it is a highly studied statistic that the risk of domestic violence goes up around two times as high when a person is pregnant. Oh, yeah. And also, like, good luck being pregnant in Florida and, like, traveling across state lines. Oh, yeah. A pregnant woman can't do that. She's monitored everywhere she goes. But I guess if you're a guy, you can presumably kill your pregnant girlfriend and then just move states and that's fucking fine allegedly allegedly um <laughs> yeah so i don't mean to laugh at that but it's just it it, it is it's because cr- it's, it's crazy ma- it's crazy it's crazy town so this is a truth regardless of what happened there with kiara um it is just, it's true that domestic violence goes up a lot and it's that means two times as high domestic violence threats from partner spouse or what I will call a sperm donor. And what I say by that, I mean a guy who flippantly ejaculated into a body um, so he could experience three seconds of mildly heightened pleasure as compared to wearing a condom. So, uh, yeah, when somebody who has had sex with somebody else gets pregnant, the person who ejaculated is more likely to beat the shit out of them or disappear them, as it turns out. Yes, and I also pregnancies occur when there are many precautions taken, but many times it's because no precautions were taken. Just get a fucking vasectomy is what I'm saying. No, they won't, Natalie, because they're their precious pee-pee. They're reversible. They, they are reversible. They won't do their precious pee-pee, but they get to tell you exactly what you get to do with your body. That's how the world works, Natalie. No. 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 Um, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on today. So I, I'd like to mention... Also, by the way, a lot of times domestic violence is called IPV now, which is uh, intimate partner violence, because the idea of domestic violence suggests that they have to be living or married. Oh, right. Because sometimes he could just like sometimes he like lives there, quote unquote, but one of them could just be off another girlfriend's house for a week. Or, yeah, you know, or or lives with his like, mom. In the case we're going to discuss, they don't have any real relationship but it's still intimate partner violence because that they are carrying this person's child so it doesn't necessarily have to involve somebody being in a like domestic experience if that makes sense um so according to the national coalition against domestic violence homicide is the leading cause of death among pregnant women in the united states so and also um, uh, every time they there's been a bunch of different studies that have like examined deceased pregnant women um, to like, you know, do a, essentially a count. And it's usually between 20 and 40 percent of them are mur- murder victims from their partner. Um, so uh, the, on top of that, another thing that we're going to be touching on on this episode is that a lot of times it's because the pregnancy was unwanted Women with unwanted pregnancies are two to four times more likely to experience physical violence than women with planned pregnancies. So with that statistic, there there's some questions uh, by what an unintended means. Um, does that mean both parties are trying to avoid it? Was one party trying, the other not? No precaution. You know, the un, unintended is a, a wide range of different things. Right. But here's another statistic. 
In some cases, unintended pregnancies resulted directly from physical violence that included marital rape. So this is... Um, oh, and by the way, marital rape wasn't illegal until the 90s. Yeah. Because I remember being in the kitchen with my mom and all my aunts and like other women, because that's when we talk openly as women in my families in the kitchen. And they were like, you know, I wish this was around when I was married to my ex. Like he would have been in jail. I mean, that was it was a I cannot be imagine being married before the 90s because it is like it's kind of forced upon you. You have to get married. And then he can just throw himself on you whenever he wants, and you have to keep the kid. And then you're just in this constant state of, I can't get up, being put back down, 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 down with more kids. I mean, also, still today, though, in a lot of cultures in our own country, even if it's technically illegal, it's highly suggested to women in like high control areas that that's not a crime still and you should not go anywhere. Right. So it still happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Men <laughs> openly on X are just like, yeah, you can take your wife whenever she wants. That doesn't exist. Stop looking at X. It's a, such a bad <laughs> website, Natalie. <laughs> I'm not saying you need to stop looking at X. But what I will say is half of it is 14-year-olds and half of it is true. But the, also it's half people who've never touched a woman and right. never, are not around women. It's in theater way. of pain. That's yes. all it is. It is a theater it is of a pain. Theater. You're completely correct, yes. Um, so when, I, when we're talking about unintended pregnancies, there, there's a couple different schools where that, where that could be. So one is that what you might first think, to, or at least what I first think of, which is Two people have sex, whether or not there were precautions taken, the woman gets pregnant and the man is furious and he tells the woman to terminate. She says, I want to keep this baby. I'm not going to do that. And then there's violence from that. There's also, though, um, just on a side note, sometimes that it's the, the man is forcing the pregnancy to happen. So the unintended is like poking holes in condoms, like right. doing these things where the unintended pregnancy is on the woman's side and that he is then trying to, like like basically what you were saying, corral them into um, not he, being able to leave. Things not like being that. Able to leave, yeah. I do have a male family member that told me he doesn't like abortion. He sh- that women should be, you know, executed if they do it. Um, and then men also shouldn't get vasectomies. And they also, and I was like, why? And he's like, oh, because if she were, if I didn't want the baby and she wanted it, I have to pay for child support. And I was like, get a vasectomy, wear a condom. Mm -hmm. And he he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You can't force me to do that. And I was like, but you can like force a woman to carry the baby to term. And he was like, but it's, it's not hers. It's God's. It's like all this God. I mean, see that, but see, that's always the easiest. That's why you can't even have like a debate or an argument about it because if it just goes to, it's what God wants. Yeah. Anybody can say anything is what God wants. And so the conversation is over. It's like fighting with a toddler. Natalie, God wants me to have an alcohol beverage after this podcast. I believe you. <laughs> how, how am I ever going to question it? God wants me to crack open a beer after we talk about this. I fucking believe you, and I believe God wants that for you, too. <laughs> um, there's no way for me to argue that. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Um, so that that's just a, just a little overview of how unintended pregnancies can result in different ways. But here's another statistic, which is something I wanted to, this is what we're going to talk about today. Pregnant adolescents ages 13 to 17 have an elevated risk of violence from their partners when compared to pregnant adults age 18 plus. Oh, that's so sad because they're already kids. Very sad. Why, why do you think that is? Is it because teenage boys have a harder time controlling their emotions? Probably sometimes. 
But many times it's because the father is not a minor. And if he's already sleeping with a girl that's not legally of age, he's probably not right in the head to begin with. Yes. And also um, the pregnancy can lead to you going to prison. Oh, fuck. That's the thing I didn't think about. Unless, of course, in many states, if you just force her into marriage and then you own her. That's not that's not hyperbole. That's real. Yeah, it's 2023 and it's still real. In many states, if you impregnate a child and you just marry her, it's not a crime anymore. You get a slap on the back. Mitch McConnell's going to come and suck your dick. Yeah, you get like, you get new dishware. You know, like, (laughs) God, it's so fucking bleak, man. So this situation... Allegedly, it's not solved yet, but this is likely the case with a young girl named Jantel Johnson. She's so pretty and small. Yeah, she's she's very beautiful. She's a child. Yeah, she was a child. Um, Jantel's story is frustrating for a number of reasons. One being that she is still missing after 13 years as of this recording. Jantel grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, and by all accounts, was a happy kid who was not a troublemaker. And we have to put that in there. I mean, I, I do <laughs> I do it because there are so many stereotypes, especially about teen pregnant teens. Right, right. Her father was away, and she's just loose. Yeah. Like, you mean this child is loose? Yeah, just run in the streets. And even if she, she was, she still is deserving of dignity, I should yes. throw in there. But I do it because I don't think that if, if she was, if she was this person who was not running the streets and doing these things i think she should also have sympathy? that acknowledged yeah either way sympathy but that's not who she was so she her she was not considered a troublemaker um and before she had gone missing she and her family had just moved to newark delaware which is so confusing which is right by newark new jersey and i'm not sure why there's two newarks hmm. but New York, Newark, Del- Delaware is where they moved to. And, and so she was relatively new to the area when she went missing. And her family was still like a little bit getting settled there. And they didn't know everybody was in her life because as a teenager, will ha- as it'll happen when they move to a new spot, they're making new friends. They're right. hanging out with different people. Um, she once ran away just as a um, a note she had once ran away before. Um, I've ran away before. Yeah. And with a so, little bindle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So according to her family, she was in contact with them the whole time and returned very quickly. And I don't even know why it's brought up except that we'll talk about runaway kid syndrome here in a minute. But it was getting thrown out in the media that she was uh, had been a runaway before. And it's just like this sounds like such a nothing thing that happened yeah so and but it's mentioned that she at one other time when she was a little younger ran away for a brief amount of time um it sounds pretty ordinary for a young teen so she was close with her family and again was not known to be running the streets as many pregnant teens are stereotyped into when she announced to her family that she was pregnant at the end of 2009 they were shocked, of course. She was 15 years old, and it was not something that they would have considered in her character. But they still had every intention of supporting her. And Gentel made it very clear that she had only – the only thing that she wanted to do was have the baby and raise the baby, and there was no other options for her. And they supported her in that. They 
listened to what she wanted and they said, we will be active with you and present and we will help you take care of the baby. And we're, we're supportive. Um, there wasn't any pressure. There wasn't. Wow. She wasn't being forced to terminate. She wasn't being kicked out of the house. That's a really good family unit because a lot of family units, if their teen daughter says I'm pregnant, they're like, all right, get out. That or, or you're getting you're going to a, a spa for six months. A quote spot. Right. Um, so. But they, you know, so they were this was not an ideal situation. Gentile was scared. It was not something she had been like trying to do. But she was a kid who maybe made some choices. And this is what happened. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at A-D-D-Y-I.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at Addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Chapter One, Wayfair welcomes you to the neighborhood. Our hero, Titus Burgess, ambled down the stylish street of an enchanting utopia. A woman waved from a chic lounger. Welcome to the neighborhood," she said, where Wafer helps everyone create a home they love. Titus stared in awe. Bohemian Boulevard, Trinsetter Terrace, Mid-Century Circle. Titus, hmm? you're reading the Wayfair catalog. Oh, you'll love chapter two. Wayfair's fast and free shipping saves a potluck. Wayfair, every style, every home. So this pregnancy happened at the end of 2009. The family didn't know the father. And in 2010, during this pregnancy, she was, again, just 15 years old. And the father, it turns out, according to Gentile, was a 27-year-old in late 2009. Oh, so a full-blown big old man. Yeah. Okay. As is the nature of how we treated girls and women in 2010, 
this man has still not been named publicly. This infuriates me because even if he had nothing to do with her disappearance, he committed a crime by impregnating her. Why was he not arrested for that alone, you may ask? It's 2010, Natalie. Come on, top of the pops, top of the charts, skinny jeans, <laughs> low rise. It was the skinny jeans that did it. Right. Um, so, yes, that. why was he not arrested? Well, let's get into that a little bit. So Janetelle Johnson was born September 8th, 1994, and was five months pregnant when she disappeared February 3rd, 2010. So she became pregnant just about a month or two after her 15th birthday. Just for the record, so we're all on the same page, the age of consent in Delaware is... 18 years old, but 16 and 17-year-olds may consent to intercourse if the other partner is younger than 30. 11 Delaware Code 55770A1-2. Thank you for for clarifying the code number. People might have to look it up. So all together now... In the state of Delaware, it's a crime. That's a crime. Am I on crazy pills? Why? So my question immediately when I was reading this was like, why didn't they arrest him for that and hold him for questioning there? There is evidence, like plenty of evidence that suggests that he could be involved with this. And guess what? She had just passed her 15th birthday and that is statutory rape. So what the fuck, Delaware? Like, why? Why uh, Why is his name still not... Okay, we're going to get into this. I'm. This is so infuriating to me. Yeah. So I would love if anybody in law or police work in Delaware can explain to me why this man wasn't able to be held for rape and why his identity is still being protected 13 years later. This is crazy to me. Some people who've covered this case have posited that that is because there was no d- direct DNA evidence that he had had sex with her and that... Therefore, he couldn't be charged. But my question is, is if the only DNA evidence was eliminated by him through murder and the case rests on him just deciding to be like, "Okay, guys, you got me. You know what? I did it. That's the only way that justice will ever be served. Like, how is that justice? Oh, because the only way for DNA to be found for him to prove to be the father is with the baby. And the, yeah. and the baby's gone. Yes. And so if that's the case, that doesn't seem like a just system where like he there's no way to approach this where he can because, OK, my thing is there must be evidence through texting and witnesses that can at least point to him being romantically involved with this child, which I know is romantically involved with the child is an oxymoron. Right. But like to say like. Because there was. There were phone calls. There were texts between them. People must have witnessed them being together. There, there, There's enough there. I feel disgusted at after the amount of evidence, which we'll talk about, he won't even be named publicly still by the police. We just got to protect him. We got to protect that man. <laughs> Is it because, and I'm just throwing this out here, does someone have to press charges for it to be illegal? No. No, no one has to actually... Uh, like, if something's illegal, it's, it's just illegal. It's just like, illegal. No one has to, like, press charges here. Yeah. It is weird that, like, for this case, it's like a crack in the justice system. You're right. Oh, in order for him to be convicted, he has to come forward and say he did it? Like That's what it seems to be like, what they're... Why it's gone cold. Like, if I go steal, you know, goods from a mom and pop shop, do I get away with it until I go to the police station and say, you guys, I stole... Yeah, uh, apparently. Um, but like, the, 
the thing is, is like the, it, there's no way that it's just an isolated incident that they had sex this one time. They were in contact. I know that. I'm not even saying it like theoretically. They were in contact m- m- other times and people would have known about them being together in some way, shape or form. So we'll get back to him. Um, I should mention here that much of the information we do have about Gentile is thanks to a journalist named Claudia Rivero, who took special interest in Gentile's case after she couldn't get media outlets, including her own, because she is a professional journalist, to take the case seriously. So Claudia has talked about this in an interview, that she's faced something we've discussed before, which is the runaway teen fallacy. So the kid, because of certain elements involved in the story, it's labeling a kid who is missing as a runaway that infers that they're not a priority. So if you have a kid listed as a runaway kid, there's something in the psyche of America that just pushes it away being like, ugh. That's uh, a runaway. Uh, you know, they're loose. Or, uh, they're they're not, like, yeah, good enough victim. Yeah. I think in some way this is the same practice we as Americans have of adultifying traumatized youth with making it okay to have sex with them if they're married to you. <laughs> oh, she's sexually active. Oh, she's troubled. That seems like a family issue. Maybe they need to solve that. Oh, she's a runaway. That sounds like a family issue. Maybe they need to deal with it. That's what that sort of infers when you say those words because we've been conditioned as a country to, like, look at those kids as less missing and less important. God, I mean, I'm all about, like, families dealing with their own problems and not having the government involved because I don't want, like, a tag of a, a barcode in me, Natalie. But when it comes to murder, maybe look into this. That for sure. And um, this is not the case with Gentile specifically, but a lot of people's families are bad. And yeah. so if you leave it to the family, a lot of times they're the ones victimizing the kid. Yeah, maybe there's a reason they were running away. Yeah. It doesn't um, seem like this with her family. Like, mm-hmm. she looks really sweet. There is no evidence to suggest anywhere that over these 13 years that her family was doing something to her to have caused her to leave in that way or had done anything to her. So they have never been considered suspects. So this journalist, Claudia Rivero, has operated whereisjantale.com for many years and taken time out of her life and resources to try to get answers for her family. So here's the basics of what happened. So like I said, she had just moved to a new uh, section of Delaware pretty recently before this all happened. Um, So then the morning she was last seen was February 3rd. 2010. And that morning she had gone to class and yes, high school. I imagine ninth grade at that based on her age um, in the morning. So like really try to put that into perspective. She had just been in middle school the year prior to that. She is a little girl. (laughs) Ninth grade, dude. This man was like having sex with her. So after her morning classes, she had called her mother and told her she was feeling sick and wanted to rest for the afternoon before returning for an after-school activity thing she was a part of. We learn on later on, this isn't really relevant to it, but that she had cut class that morning with her friend and had not gone to morning classes either. But she told her mom she was there. This comes up in the retelling of the story, which is why I'm bringing it up. It has nothing to do with what's gone on. Um, Also, I cut school all the time, so I guess I'm a monster too. Um, So 
she called her mom around the middle of the day and said, hey, mom, I'm going to go home. I'm sick. She was five months pregnant at the time. So it was kind of an allowable thing to do. So she told her mom, like, I'm going to leave school. I'm going to come home for half uh, the second half of the day. And then she basically planned to go back to do some after after school stuff. Her mom was like, "Okay, go home um, and try to wake up in time for the stuff you're doing in the evening. And beyond that, her brother, whose name is Prentice, was then going to take her into Philadelphia where they were going to go to a family church event that evening. So the reason that was they were going to Philadelphia, it's pretty it's not like um, this huge crossing state lines thing because northern Delaware is like right at the border of Philly. So it's really common for people to go back and forth and um, even like commute to work across the state line. So that's why they would, would have been going to Philly that night. It wasn't like not out of the ordinary. I used to, I went there a couple times when I lived in Philly. It's like one of the only places I've ever been in the country where bars close at 1 a.m. Huh. Yeah. Little. 1 a.m. instead of 2? Yeah. Do you think people would just wreak havoc if it was later? I don't like I something about the. Some, I think maybe it's just more of like a, like an old leftover, like puritanical thing. I don't know. Hmm. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, yeah, it's common for them to go there. And that was the case, actually, for Gentile's mother at the time she was working in Philly. Um, so Gentile's brother, Prentice Jr., came home that afternoon and didn't find Gentile there at their apartment. He did, however, see that Gentile had at least made it home that day. So when she made the call to her mom saying, I'm going to come home and take a rest, she did at least get to that point. Her coat and her purse were there in the apartment, as well as the remnants of a snack she had made clearly that wasn't there in the morning so it would have only been her but she wasn't there we now know through the investigation gentile stopped at a pathmark grocery store that day to buy candy on the way home to her apartment because again she was a child so she stopped to buy candy did she take a bus or i think it was just um if there was buses involved i there was walking as well so the part that we know about her Entering and leaving the store, we do see her walking. So I believe the path mark is close enough to her home to walk. Okay. So, and also there's no footage of her on a bus at any point in that time. And there would have been cameras probably at that point. Um, so she enters this this path mark at lunchtime around, you know, a little after 12. And she leaves at 12.31 p.m. alone. They caught this on security camera. This is hauntingly similar to... The last anyone ever saw of Kiara Coles bringing her up again, that also was how we last saw as the public saw Kiara Coles was on surveillance at a drugstore. She was pulling money out and she was alone. And so here I showed uh, just pulled up a clip of this little surveillance footage. It's just it's Chantel just buying this big bag of candy. I mean, she looks like a kid Um, and she is by herself completely, just the way Kiara Coles was in that in that footage the last time she was seen. Yeah, she's walking. So this looks very walkable. I so, mean, obviously too young to drive a car. She's too young for a license, correct. Um, so you have the surveillance footage of inside the store. And then there's exterior footage of her leaving the store. And it shows the, the security camera outside of the store shows her walking with the purchased bag of candy and is now on her phone with somebody. All right. Talking to somebody. So this bag that she's carrying in this picture was found at her family's apartment. So it's pretty evident she made it back. In fact, they're they're certain of it because the last phone call to Gentile's phone 
was at 1.38 p.m. and it was from the area of her apartment. So she she had basically gotten this candy, walked or went back to her apartment, her family's home, and got this phone call at 1.38 from the house. However, that was not the last time her phone pinged. So that was the last call that was ever received on her phone, but that was not the last time her phone pinged or the last place her phone pinged. At the time this happened, it was a little bit harder to track because, first off, it was 2010. And at the time, Gentile had, was using a track phone, um, if you'll recall what those are. Basically, a prepaid phone without a contract. I want one of those right now. <laughs> well, you can. Uh, and it is a way sometimes people use them instead of um, – because they don't want a smartphone anymore. But at the time, this was – Smartphones were like really new when this was all happening. So a lot of times when you see these now, you'd call them burners like they're shady. Mm-hmm. But at this time, it would have been pretty normal for uh, a teen to have this phone since smartphones weren't readily accessible. And uh, as a teenager, a track phone was essentially to you just talk to your family. Right. I had one. I didn't. We didn't always have iPhones, children. <laughs> it's true. Um, I remember getting my first smartphone at the end of 2010. And I was in my 20s. You know. Yeah. I remember somebody showing me an iPhone, and I was like, what? You can play more than just Snake on it? <laughs> Take me back to the Snake days. Right. Um, no, but do you remember how hard it was at the original texting? Like how you had Oh, you had to number. hold down a number, like one, two, three, <laughs> yeah. and then press it. So that's A. Yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. took forever. Yeah, it really did. I don't miss that part. Um. So she had one of those phones at the time. And so it wasn't as easy as it would be now to, like, track exactly where she was every second. Because now if you have Google uh, open on your phone, it literally can track your every footstep. Yeah, Ed has mine because I went to Germany and he's like, can I have your tracking info? So if you're ever like somewhere, I know where you are. And like, I don't know if you've ever looked at those. Um, You can look at the stories almost like a line drawn where all of your walking was and just like a mm-hmm. bunch of squiggles and stuff around. So, you know, so you know what I find is weird with surveillance and stuff? When I went back through the airport, back through customs, I literally walked off of a plane and granted to get on the plane, I did have a scan in my face. Mm-hmm. This is how fast it's moving. Mm-hmm. And then I walk off a plane into customs and they're like, do you have anything you want to like from Germany? I was like, no, because I had only a small backpack. And they're like, OK, thank you, Amber. And I was like, how the fuck did they know my name? Yeah, that just happened to us, too. We went to Mexico last month and we got our faces scanned on the way in to the plane. Yeah. And it was just like they already knew, they knew who you were. were. Yeah. This is crazy, Natalie. It's going so fast. I mean, you can move into a cabin, I guess. That's about it. <laughs> I guess. Um. But this is pretty, you know, it's it's older and footage from 2010. So, but we can definitely see her with a bag of candy walking and on yeah. the phone. And in in these moments, it would be the nanny state would have been helpful. Like there are moments where these sort of things, even if it's scary or dystopian in certain ways, to have right. be constantly monitored. This would have ha- probably been extremely helpful for us to be able to understand. God, I know I made a joke earlier about the tracking device in my wrist or something, but. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to pull out my phone. Just give me the fucking number. <laughs> I told you. I've told you this. I've scanned my eyes at the airport to get through uh, the line five minutes faster. So Right. What you know? And what if you're out and about at night and you drop your phone and you can't call an Uber? What the fuck are you going to do? No. It's hard. It's a trade-off, I guess.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flibanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash pi. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved Little Pink Pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com. Dealing with mess can feel like an impossible task. It just keeps coming back. Well, today we're brought to you by the organization experts, IKEA. IKEA knows we all have those areas in our homes consumed by mess, whether it be that chair that collects all your clothes or the monstrous pile under your bed. That's why IKEA makes affordable wardrobe organizers, underbed storage, and other solutions to help you easily take back that chair and conquer the mess monster under your bed. Visit IKEA to explore more. You can't afford mess, so IKEA makes storage affordable. It takes some time, but eventually they figured out her last location. And it wasn't her apartment. It wasn't the store. It was the neighborhood of the mother of the man who she said impregnated her. So the last place her phone pinged was the adult man who she said impregnated her mother's uh, neighborhood. God, was he still living with his mom? I think so. Um, it's hard to say because they won't release his identity. God, in 2010, at 27 years old, you should be out on your own. I in mean, 2010, you can get an apartment for $300. In 2010, I could just go buy a pair of shoes for like a nickel and a dream. I, I What's he say, doing living with his mom? I mean, there. if you're living, there's many reasons to you that would make sense. If you are. Oh, I'm just hating. But I mean. <laughs> just being mean. No, if he's and his mother's having sex with children. Yeah. yeah go fuck yourself into oblivion. Yeah. So. It was that's where her phone last ping. The very last time they have any contact through satellite with her phone is in that same day in the neighborhood of this man's family. And I am simply at a loss as to why he is still being protected. I get that if somehow 
some way he actually had no inappropriate contact with Gentile, that it would be a terrible thing for him to go through, right? That his name would be out in, in right. the public. But it's just extremely established through the mountains of hours of work and interviews and clues that he was in fact involved with this kid and was preying on her and they still will not they they are protecting this guy for some reason and it's of course the first person they're going to look at anyway because as we were talking about earlier in this episode when women who are pregnant go missing or are hurt or are you know found murdered it's usually the partner and this is not what I would call a partner, but she considered this her boyfriend, which is how you talk when you're 15, right? So she did talk about this man with uh, the the sense of like, oh, they're in a relationship together. So she did think of him in that way and would probably have trusted him, um, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Just the well of trust you have for people at 15. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I trust him. I love him. I'll be with him forever. Like, you don't mm. know what backstabbing is yet. Mm-mm. So what could have happened specifically to Gentile? There's obviously a million questions about why there's been no movement, why this is still so cold, why this man is being protected. And on top of that, there's other questions I have about it. So Gentile's family's apartment is a massive complex containing hundreds of units. So where they are in Delaware is super heavily populated. And it's been established, like I said, that Gentile was at her apartment and likely left with someone or was taken from that place to a second location. But after extensive interviews by both police and by Claudia Rivero, um, they have not found a single person in the area who saw something suspicious that afternoon. So they interviewed all of the neighbors, even if they didn't know the, the family very well because they were newer. They, you know, went around be like, did you see something scary? Did you right. hear a noise? Did you hear? Did you see like something that you're like, what? Oh, that's weird. And I get not wanting to snitch, but I feel like a code of ethics in humans is like if you saw a child being ripped out of their apartment, that's not snitching. Right. And I don't that's think like, that there was any indication that they were that the neighbors were hiding something. They were being honest and saying we didn't there was nothing weird anybody saw. There was no person getting dragged into a car, a fight screaming, etc. That leads us all to believe that she went somewhere willingly. If Gentile was calmly getting into a car at the time, no one would have clocked it and probably wouldn't have even noticed. Would you have remembered a, day, a part no. of the day where somebody walked into a car today? No, you wouldn't. And so it's more likely than not that she was willingly getting into somebody's car. Because you trust somebody because you're 15 years old. Right. And you can't drive your own car because you're too small to reach the pedals. I want to keep reminding people that she is a child. <laughs> yeah. And if she went willingly, it was likely because she knew the person, right? So this would, again, point in the direction of this special boy who can't be named, um, especially since she was known to be speaking with him last. That was the call at 138. It was to this man who had impregnated her. My questions are, one, even though there was no security in the complex, was there nowhere along the route out there that had surveillance cameras that could have clocked this special boy's car somewhere? So they must know the vehicles that this person owns. Was there no way to establish under any other security cameras that that car could have been in the neighborhood at the time? 
Did he have an alibi? This, none of this has been clarified at all, and they have not cleared him. They just simply are not naming him as a suspect and have never named him publicly. If he's added, if this man is adamantly denying he was with her or even pretending like he wasn't statutorily raping her, for lack of a better term. What were his reasons for being in a regular contact with a 15 year old? So th- this is one of the this is why I get so frustrated with this is that he was in regular contact with her. They did have an established relationship. How is this just an over like how do they just go like, well, he oh, didn't well. say he didn't say he took her. So I guess we have to let him go. How is this not something that could be like investigated upon more than it has been. I know I'm not the cops in this. I'm not trying to say that there weren't people working diligently on this, but it's wild. It's wild to me that they still won't even identify him. And after all these years, no movement. Why would someone not leak his identity online? Do you know what I think might have happened, Natalie? I think it might have been a, a clerical error, like a piece of paper that fell on the floor. And they were just like, oh... I don't know. And then now this man gets to go have a whole other family. I Honestly. I, I, I kind of feel like it's a deeply concerted effort to not have his name out there. Really? I'm I, this is I'm I'm wildly speculating, but after all these years and no movement, why would they not even leak his identity? Why why the, what are they th- this is something that has been investigated a lot. The cops know that this is something fucked up and I think they probably believe that he did it, but they're not doing anything there's no movement whatsoever i don't think it is a thing where there's like a piece of paperwork i think it is much more like deliberate cover-up because i'm just kind of like oh they don't give a fuck i don't know if i'd call it a deliberate cover-up i don't know maybe but it's it seems more like there's a pointed reason they're not putting his name out there and i'm just like why who is this why aren't they saying his fucking name after 13 years i don't know the I have not been. It's so bizarre because I I've not been able to find it anywhere on Al Gore's internet. And how is that even possible in this day and age that his name has not been leaked somewhere? We were just talking about how at the beginning Kiara Coles's uh, boyfriend who impregnated her. They're not trying to use his name in any of the police reports, but his name was leaked. That's how we know his name because it's highly evident that he at least knows more than what he's saying. This man. Definitely knows more than what he's saying. Because we don't know who he worked for. Like, what if he works for the police? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We We have no... The public has no clue. And it doesn't make any sense why... (laughs) I just don't understand this. I I really wish that it made any sense to me at all. Um, You know, then that goes to the other thing of, like, he obviously has a complete motive. Like, there's so many things lined up to have to target this man he could have been facing a prison sentence if she had insisted on a paternity test so that's a motive right there i can't stand that these walking balls of slime just get to exist in the world like this man's just out damn and don't worry what little i do know about him he has other children so that's good um how do you know I know because one of the things that the journalist Claudio Rivero has released about the suspect is that he was arrested for domestic battery in 2013. What? On one of his other children's mothers. And so she won't, Claudia won't, doesn't know the name either? Or? She does, but she doesn't feel as in her right as a journalist to publicly announce it. I don't think she should either because 
she's working with the police trying to get them to work with her. If she just like started revealing information, they would stop talking to her. And but I'm saying you could just like get tell somebody whisper in somebody's ear who can't be connected to you and let them say it in pig Latin. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I I really wish somebody would leak that fucking name because I am so curious. And I want to talk more about why I'm curious because there's some other elements to this story that don't make a ton of sense. But this is crazy. So someone knows his name. People know his name, but they won't say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. 13 years of this and it's still not out because there's not been there have been a lot of people bringing attention to it especially this woman claudia which like so much props to her there's you know bigger shows have have covered it like vanished and all that and so there are people constantly re-bringing this up but it didn't get the attention it needed at the beginning because in 2010 like we were just talking about she was listed as like a problem child runaway pregnant teen and so nobody took it seriously um, which is something we've had issues with many times on this show. The less missing, the less dead, right. the less valuable to society in certain people's eyes, which is garbage. That's not true. That's not true. And also I looked up domestic assault versus battery. Battery is way worse than assault. So like this guy is just out there just yeah. vibing. Um, also, Claudia said that she didn't release the details of it and in the interviews I've watched with her. But she said that the the charge was incredibly difficult. Like it was a bad charge, and he got a plea deal. He How? Just, he I just got he's probation. Be a cop, Natalie. I, I swear wonder. to God, he's gonna be a cop. I, I have questions. He got probation for this very bad thing, and he was already known to them for being tied to this missing fifteen year old. And so when he got this dom- domestic battery on one of his children's mothers, he still didn't face any consequences for it this is my jaw is on the floor he's just out there my god it sucks dude i'm very upset i'm very upset about it and i can't even imagine how our family feels and they don't want to talk they don't like talking anymore because they feel so like violated by how it was treated before exactly i I feel like they might be scared of this guy whoever the fuck he may be um, and so now this man, it would be uh, like 40-ish. No, he's on the dating apps. He could be. I, we don't know anything about where he is or who he is. Um, it just really blows my mind. And so this is why I wanted to cover this miniseries, which is Missing While Pregnant. Um, it it has many there's many traps whenever you become pregnant. There's a lot of scary stuff out there. And, and you've got to deal with your own body first and all the changes that are going on. It's very scary. You need a reliable partner that you can that can go get you a, a little sandwich if you want. You want to rub your feet? You don't want to worry if they're going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and so I, we're going to talk more about... This case with Jantel Johnson, next episode, and I want to bring up some other because unfortunately there's quite a few women who went missing while pregnant and some have been discovered, um, you know, deceased, unfortunately, and some are still missing to this day. Some of them have had resolutions. Even a few of them have had no body, um, you know, charges. So the person who most likely killed them was charged with their murder without the body, which is great. But some uh, like this, this story with Gentile, like just there's not no one's done face a moment of, of time. So like how if, if a woman decides to get an abortion, she could be charged with murder. Mm-hmm. But I guess if a guy kills you, 
he can just get away with it and then have battery charges and also get away with that. Yeah, apparently if you're this guy, he must be pretty cool. They must think he's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> um, Holy shit. So we'll we'll talk some more about him next week and we'll talk some more about some of the other missing pregnant women who have been in the news recently and for some of them been missing for a long time. Um, so also in, in this moment, if you have information about Gentile Johnson, call one 800 8 Four three five six seven eight one eight hundred the lost or the Newcastle County Police Department at one three zero two three nine five eight one seven one. It is very. There's almost no doubt that there are at least a handful of people who have information about this, and it's just, you know, you got to try to keep her story alive because she deserves to have closure. And there's still a chance, which is something we'll get into next week, that she could. Be alive right she now. She could. She could be alive right now and maybe in a place that she doesn't want to be in. So let's leave it there. It's a lot of information. Did you follow that, Amber? I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I um, fell for it. Another reason why I have to get off X is the big pregnancy. They're talking about the there's birth rates falling all over the world and people are flipping out. But I'm like. It's because women have choices. They have choices now. It's like it's. If women are making this choice and it's all over the world, I don't know. Maybe it's the right choice. Of course it is. There's no, there's no birth decline issues. It's just, it's fucking, it's propaganda shit. Yeah, it's fine. We need less people. It's okay. It's CEOs that want more people to go die in their factories. That's it. Very true. Thanks, Elon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, did you know there's a little pink pill? Wait. A what? A little pink pill? Did you say a little pink pill? Yes, the little pink pill. You definitely need to know about this. Are you for real? Just to be clear, you're telling me there's a little pink pill for me? That's right. The little pink pill. And it's called Addy. A-D-D-Y-I. Or Flavanserin. Learn more about the little pink pill at addyi.com. See full prescribing information and medication guide, including boxed warning regarding severe low blood pressure and fainting in certain settings at addy.com slash P-I. Or call 844-PINK-PILL. Good news, ladies. There's more. Addy, the FDA-approved little pink pill, is also affordable and can be shipped directly to your front door. That's right. With insurance coverage, Addy is only $20 per month and $0 after month three. If your insurance doesn't cover Addy, there is still a discount program to get you the best possible price and get free shipping right to your door. So now's the time to ask your doctor about Addy. Learn more at Addy.com. That's A-D-D-Y-I.com.